Hey guys, you're listening to Drunken Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. And we just finished the last of our Malort. Yeah. My uh, Malort is what I should say, but... Didn't I buy it? No, I bought it. Oh. Oh, I bought the Jameson. That's right. The Jameson, yeah. Is that still here? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. we have that for later. Just killed the apartment Malort. So, um, this is my week. Yes. To do Lindsay's binge watch update. Yep. I we am, haven't done this in a while, so... It has been a while, yeah. So I'm currently... like I guess I can't really call it binge-watching, but I did binge-watch what was on Hulu. Okay. But there's a new show called Four Weddings and a Funeral. It is... Is that what you were watching when I came over? It is. Um, it's adapted from the movie Four Weddings and a Funeral <laughs> and created for TV by Mindy Calling, who is my girl. Yep. Um, they released four episodes at once, and then they've been releasing episodes like as we go. Got it. Go, okay, like so weekly. how many are there right now? There's just seven. I just watched the seventh one when you oh. came over. It's been on long. I thought it just came out. I guess it's been it's on like long. three weeks ago. Four weeks ago, maybe. I guess that's longer than I thought. Yeah, so they have. I think they dropped four, maybe three all at once, and I binged those in one day. Of course. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. So if you've watched Four Weddings and a Funeral, which I haven't yet, the movie, so I can't tell you what it's about, this one has... Um, do you know her name? The actress? I can pull it really quick. Hold on. I follow her Instagram. Keep talking. Uh, so this one has, this one takes place in England like the other one does, but it follows a group of like American friends that have like moved to England when they were younger and they all kind of live together or live around each other and follows their interactions. It's less based on the four weddings and a funeral than I understand the movie to be about. So my understanding of that one is that like everything kind of takes place um, around that. Um, but this one doesn't. It's kind of like their interactions outside of that as well. So it has um, Natalie Emanuel. Yep. Um, from Game of Thrones. And some other people I do not know. You're not helpful. Um, they're all I'm, English. They're all, all no, they're know. American. Oh, oh, I mean, I don't know if they're American. Let me phrase that. They have American accents. <laughs> there you go. Hold on. So it has Rebecca Rittenhouse, who's actually in the Mindy Project. Um, Nikesh Patel. John Paul Reynolds, Brandon Michael Smith, Zoe Boyle, and Guz Khan. I don't think any of those people, other than Rebecca Rittenhouse and Natalie Emanuel, have done much else. Um, it's a good show. It kind of explores friendships and how people like intertwine through their lives and um, like development of emotional feelings. So it's kind of fitting that we're talking about this. That yeah. I mentioned this one for this episode, but it's really Actually. good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good show. I've been enjoying it so far. Um, so, yeah. And on that note, we can get into the beer. Yep. So, Stephanie, what are we drinking? Today, we are drinking something that we picked up on our visit to Temperance not too long ago. Um, this is the Broom. It's a double dry hopped hazy IPA. And I this may was... be wrong in saying this, but... I believe it's their very first IPA, or I'm sorry, very first hazy IPA that Temperance has ever brewed. I'm pretty sure that's correct. I, th- I remember you saying that on the episode that we did yep. with Temperance. Um, and they did this with Illuminated. Yeah, this Brewers. was a collaborative brew with Illuminated, who is like the masters of the hazy IPAs right, right now in Chicago. So. Right. Um, I'm just throw your koozie anywhere. <laughs> That was an accident. <laughs> All right, so we're going to crack these open, um, give you some words. Yeah, uh, quick note, this guy is 7.4% ABV, so I'm going to die tonight, and, and it has the a word bro- has a wolf. The word broom is, I'm literally reading off the can as I say this, broom is a word derived from old... Ocketon? I don't know what that word is. Uh, whatever that is, that describes an encompassing mist or fog, which is what the hazy IPA has become. So, trying to be mysterious, Temperance. So, this actually says, brewed with the talented brewers of Illuminated Brew Works, the broom is our first foray into the strange, foggy realm with its soft edges, tropical flavors, and refreshing finish. So, yes, this is their first, this is their first hazy IPA. Yep. All right, let's crack these open. I was pretty amused in this time. I was like watching your can. Oh. <laughs> to try and do well, it. damn. I'm just trying. 
Mm, I forgot how fruity this smells. It's so juicy. It is very juicy. It's very mild for a hazy yeah. IPA. It's not like in-your-face juice. Well, that's the refreshing finish. Yeah, it's what's well, nice though. It's not like it's really well balanced. Punch in the face. It's not a punch in the face of hops or juice. Yes, which is it's nice. It's a very nice balance. It's definitely more on the tropical end of yeah, the hazy, juicy spectrum. I agree with that one. So for sure, tropical. You get a lot of like the like pineapple almost. Yeah. Not. I shouldn't say a lot. You get some pineapple. You get a little bit of melon, mm-hmm. a little bit of passion fruit. There's a light, like, twist of pine in there, and it's very, very subtle. Yeah, I like that a but lot. all in all... That like, helps the balance. Yeah. All in all, extremely smooth beer. Um, it's that double dry hopped flavor. But, like, it's really, really smooth for a dry hop, but double dry hop. I almost feel like double dry hops sometimes are too smooth, too, though. Where it's just, it just doesn't really have a flavor. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't have that, though, because you do no, get the No, this is a nice flavor of the yeah. tropicalness, and you get the pine, and you mm-hmm. get the hop flavor from yeah. it. Honestly. But it's not really, like, shoving anything down your throat. It's a great, very, it's a great it's a first very, hazy. Agreed. I mean, Temperance yeah. makes some damn good beer, so I'm glad they made this guy. All right, so three words. I'm going to say tropical, piney, smooth. I'm going to say... Clean. Ooh, crisp. Oh, I'm gonna say. Were you gonna say crisp? No, I wasn't gonna say clean and crisp. I was gonna do one or the other, okay. but I'm gonna take crisp instead of clean. Okay. I think that's a better word. Um, I get a good balance of hops, so I'm gonna say crisp, hoppy, and balanced because it's a balance of the juice and. It doesn't say hops. which hops they used, uh, which I kind of wish they did. Not everyone can give a total description of their beers, Lindsay. I mean, I get it. It just it would be nice. Yeah. Anyways, it's good. It's good. Yeah. If you can get it, which I don't know if you still can, maybe. Don't know. But regardless, Temperance makes some good IPAs. They do. So. Temperance makes good beers in general. They not do. Not just IPAs. All right. So on that note, we are going to get into the episode. So this episode has been kind of a long time coming for us. Yeah. Uh, we just... Looked back and uh, idea started in February. Yes. So. so just over six months. Yeah. We've been working on this. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's the longest we think we've worked on an episode. Half a year. Yeah. Um, this one has been a long time coming. Like I said, and we're gonna do a little bit of a different format. Yeah. So this is not specific to a like pop culture topic this one i actually think is more related to ourselves Mm -hmm. than we normally do we try to steer the podcast away from talking about ourselves yeah sometimes which obviously is how we operate but this one's going to combine i think two of some of our favorite things uh we're going to talk about some music and how talk about ourselves talk about some feels talk about those feels so this comes from a playlist that stephanie created called the feelies and essentially um what we're going to do tonight is we're going to talk about some songs that make us feel specific feelings and the stories behind some of those feelings um some of them are short some are longer happy Um, sad specific moments in our lives yeah it um, could just be a song that like makes us feel something because the way it's written right we'll talk about that too yeah so so um all of these songs will end up on the episode playlist yeah not quite sure exactly what's going to end up on there because it's kind of a longer playlist yeah um we'll probably go through it but the, the episode playlist for this episode will be the Feelies playlist. Pretty much, yeah. So, so we've been building this collaboratively, like we said, for like about six Six months. and a half months, yeah, yeah. at this point. So, um, uh, yeah. Looking forward to getting into this. There's going to be some real feelings felt tonight. Yeah. Do you want to start with happy songs or sad ones? Or do you just want to go on, like, in a list? Let's do happy songs first. Because okay. I think that's more fun to start out with, especially sure. for myself. So, my first one um, is pretty short. Okay. It's not really a long story. Um, it's I the know song what this is. Electric Feel by MGMT. 
I don't even like MGMT, but I love this song for the reason you're about to talk about. So, I don't know where I found it. It might have been on Instagram or something, but I randomly saw a video of Kid Cudi, at the time, what everyone believed to be drunk dancing to Electric Field during Coachella. And there was something about Kid Cudi just being so happy and so, like, just fucking, like, in the moment, dancing, like, enjoying himself. Like, no inhibitions, just... Right. Just, like, really, really into the moment that makes me smile. And anytime I'm bummed out, I still watch it and it makes me smile. Yeah. And it's just something about that, that video. His energy. Yeah. It's just something you feed off of. You know he's, like, kind of messed up, but it's so, like, pure, like, innocence almost. Yeah, he's just so happy. It's, like, yeah, something about it. Um, Later on, it came out that he was... Tripping balls. That actually was like a couple Reset. of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, he said that was right when the acid hit, and he yeah. was just like in the moment, having a lot of fun. I still love it. Oh, I um, love it. It makes me smile. Like honestly, I listen to that song, and it just makes me smile because I can see Kid Cudi. Da- I've watched it so many times. I can see him dancing in my head. Um, I dance like him to that song. Now. You do. <laughs> so um, that's one of them. That's one of our running jokes now. Is like, how drunk are we gonna get? We're gonna get drunk enough to Kid Cudi dance. Let's see. The first one I want to talk about is Home by LCD Sound System. Okay. So, this song's essentially just about, like, finding where you belong and, like, realizing that you are home. Mm Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, LCD Sound System, just in general, makes me so happy when I listen to them. Even their sad songs, I'm like, man, this is so good. It makes me so happy just when I'm listening to it. And just within the last, like, obviously couple of years of, like, coming into being a real adult and, like... Finding your home. Yeah, finding your home, like, in this city. And not just, like, with a significant other, but with your friends. Yeah. And, like, with... And especially because, like, we almost moved away, you know, like, Mm -hmm. six months or so ago. Yeah. So it's just, like, finding home and, like, realizing, like... You're already there. Like, I guess I'm already there. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. so I, that song does hit hard for me too, for different reasons. Well, similar reasons, I think at this point, but like, I didn't know the song until you put it on there. And I started to listen to it, listen to the lyrics a lot. And I feel the same way, like after moving to Chicago yeah. and making like huge life decisions and changing the way I've always lived. Um, yeah, it's. That's how I feel too. And yeah. Another song that's like that is, I guess this must, or this must be the place by the yeah. Talking Heads. Oh um, man. I know it's not on our lists, but that one I have to give us like a special mention to because the line, I guess, is, I guess that this must be the place, or I'm thinking that this must be the place. Yeah. Um, that's how I feel constantly whenever like we're with our friends and just having a good time. I can't imagine like not living this life, and I can't imagine like giving it up. And, like, I'll look around and just see, like, you or Trevor or Brian or Rachel and just be like, this is the place. Also, uh, shout out to Hot Dog Gilmore. Hot Dog Hanny Gilmore. For having that, tattoo. having that tattooed on her. Yep. <laughs> I had to do it. Hot Dog Hanny Gilmore. Um, that song makes me so happy and so sad at the same time. I agree. It's, like, something about the way you sing it that makes you yeah. like, sad. Um, but it's... That song makes me happy because it's like I found my home. So I get it. And I guess the LCD one. The first time I saw David Byrne live, I was so drunk at Shaky Knees and I just started (laughs) bawling in the VIP section. And Steve came back holding a cheeseburger for me and he's like, do you need to cry to this cheeseburger? (laughs) Wipe your your tears with the cheeseburger. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. So, my next two are two that are on your list. So, okay. um, I'll do one, and then I'll do the other one, so you can okay. go on your list. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with You're Dreaming by Wolf Parade. Oh, this, song, this song's on my list, too. Honestly, a lot of Wolf Parade is on, was like, on the, there's not a lot, but there's, um, this one, and... I think this is it. No, there's... We've talked about putting other things on, but it's it not on made it. I Believe in Anything? It's not on there. Oh, I didn't realize Are you that. adding it right now? Because no, should. I should. <laughs> um, Wolf Parade for me reminds me of the House of Anne show that literally like every single one of our friends came to. But if you also think about it, that was like the real firm, like 
like start to our main group of like best friends. Yes. That's the reason. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like all of our friends were there hanging out for pretty much the first time. Yeah. All together. And we were all drunk and just fucking singing and dancing. And, yeah. and it was last summer when, and looking back, like it's weird because I feel like last summer was so light. Yeah. Comparatively. And by yeah. light, I mean like light emotionally. That's what I, yeah. I mean. And I don't think it was. It just, I think, looked like. Looking com- in comparison, it was. Yeah. Um, and it just felt like such so a, easy last summer, man. Yeah, it just felt like such a happy, such an yeah. easy time. We were all hanging out for the first time. That was my first time hanging out with Trevor for the first. I just said that. Um, so yeah, it was like something about that show. It was just so much fun. Everybody came out, and it felt like that. Yeah. That felt like home. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna tell the same story about that, and I like vividly remember them playing that while we were there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another one that's like takes you back to that specific moment in time, and like looking back at that moment, it's like man, makes me so happy. And it's like one, yeah, like one of those. Because that was where before like our friends happiness. moved to San Francisco, yep. so we had like everybody there. But also the line, "Why are you looking lost when you're standing right beside me?" Oh, that hits hard. Of course, you have the lyrics ready to go. Ugh. <laughs> Just thinking about it makes me smile. I know. So my next one is the song "Fake Empire" by The National. Um. So, real quick backstory. The only reason I ever listened to The National for the, for the first time was because this guy I was dating in college was super into them. Not current boyfriend, previous guy mm-hmm. I dated, because Steve does not care for The National. He okay. thinks they're weird. Um, so, this guy like introduced me to them, and he's like, this is my favorite band. Just listen. And I did, and I like fell in love with The National. And the very first time I saw them was Lollapalooza 2013. I was by myself. Mm -hmm. And I made friends with this guy in front of me that was like... (laughs) I feel like you brought this story up. Um, This guy in front of me was a little drunk and just like dancing really hard. And he stepped on me and he turned around. He was, I am so sorry. If I'm in your way, like just tap me and let me know. And I'm like, no, dude, you're fine. You're not hurting anybody here. Like just Uh enjoy yourself. And then he like whips a... handle of vodka out of his pants and I'm like yep. where did you get that from yep you mentioned that story in the power in the century yeah <laughs> but like I don't That's know like story that happened right before they played fake empire and like that song's just about like giving up on whatever's going on around you because like everything around you is just fake and you don't need to deal with it and like I don't know like looking back on it like that song just makes me so happy. Also, there was this huge swell in the music. And then I saw them again this past summer mm-hmm. at Northerly Island with one of our really good friends. Um, and it just, everybody there was so happy to be singing it. That's one that, I mean, it's more of like, it brings me back to a moment than a specific like story behind it. But like... Ugh, I just think back of how happy everyone was, like, at those times I've gotten to see the National play this song. Uh-huh. It just makes me so happy every time I listen to it. Especially, like, like I said, there's, like, this huge swell of the music that yeah. builds it. Ugh, it's so much fun. I see now why you thought it. <laughs> this is, like, a special note. That's why you Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my next one, um, is another one of, one that Stephanie gets. Yep. It's on my list as well. It's All My Friends Are Falling In Love by The Vaccines. So I'm going... I'm surprised. I would say I'm surprised this is the song you picked, but at the same time, I'm really not. It's, you shouldn't be. This is this is the song. Um, and my notes literally just say, duh, The Vaccines. <laughs> um, but I'm going to unpack this for the first time on air. Not in general, first time ever, but... The first, first time, time acknowledging... Well, first time acknowledging this thing um on it on the episode on the podcast whatever we're doing right now yeah which i probably should have done this a long time ago because it dropped off and i feel like people have wondered because i I mean i know people have wondered um i went through a breakup uh eight months ago uh eight and a half months ago something like that and obviously had a life together built that together was had a segment on the show 
dropped off. Probably should have like explained it, but we never did. Um, so Derek and I broke up not too long before the song came out. I don't. This came out. The song came year, out. Uh, no, the song year. came out. They played it when we were at they their show. They did play it at the show in October. Um, yeah. So but not they too long it. after. Not too long before they. The song came out before we broke up. We broke. Right, I'm saying yeah, the yeah. Song, you guys broke up not too yes. long after. Yeah, we broke up not too long after this, and honestly, like it was an emotional place, but it was like it needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a long time where this song made me really fucking sad because, like, all around me, like here I am, like single for the first time in five years, and don't wink at me. <laughs> fucking creep um here I was single for the first time in like five years and um like dealing with it and all my friends are like literally all my friends are in love or falling in love or in the process of it yeah and I was like not unhappy but I was so fuck it was hard it was hard to like listen to the song and not be sad because it's like okay well I'm fucking alone all my friends are falling in love. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, it's not a sad song. No, it's re- it's it's really, really not. not. But this one just hit in a sad place for me for a long time, and then like all of a sudden it clicked, and I was just really fucking happy for everybody. And I don't know like what changed or how it changed or what, and I like don't want to unpack that. I don't want to go with like super deep into it because I already feel like we're getting too deep. Um, That's a different episode. It became like a really happy song, and it's on this playlist because it's like I hit a point where I'm genuinely so fucking happy for all my friends and what they have in their lives and I'm so glad that I've hit this point and I like I've told you like I don't want that like I don't want it but right. I'm so happy that you guys have it um also this song is on the playlist because it is our current go-to touch tunes take over the bar song yeah the song does not make either of us sad doesn't no. make me sad anymore like we literally sing this to each other and I like one of those also, like, blissfully happy songs yeah. now that would, like... I have so many memories with you getting drunk, singing this song in random bars. Yep. Like, dancing to it. That yep. it's, like, such a happy song for me now. Um, and done unpacking this. That is the end. Do you remember the time we were at Nisi underneath, um, under the gun? And, like, we were the only people there. We were, like, swaying our arms in the air. We didn't even play that on Touch Tunes. That just came on. I thought that was like a touch tunes no, thing. That just came on. Ooh. That just came on Spooky. that time. They don't have a touch tunes. Yes, they do. Well, I didn't play it. And normally I'm the one that plays it. Unless that one may have been a new one. <laughs> but regardless, we did it. Um, but yeah, that yeah, and like Damon Tavern after Ultra Fresh. Oof. I barely remember that, honestly. Um, but that's yeah, that's one of the that's one that's a long story. One of the long story ones. Um but yeah, it's a it's a happy song. Yeah. Um, so I think we're gonna go into one that for me is like probably one of the most heavy hitting songs for me in my entire life. This is like very hitting hard. This is very yeah. hard hitting for me this year. Yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about one of my. I say this for like every band, but they're one of my favorite bands. Um. We're going to talk about This Year by the Mountain Goats. That song is also on, like, a, an honorable mention on my list because yeah. I was only supposed to pick three, but Stephanie picked five, so I guess it's I just wrote down five because Whatever. I figured some of our ours overlapped. They definitely did. So that's why I wrote down five. Um, so this entire song, like, the primary lyric is, I am going to make it through this year if it kills me. Mm-hmm. And the entire premise of the Mountain Goats is, like, their songs are so sad, but they're not songs that let you be, like, more sad. Like, you can be sad and listen to their music. They're, like, uplifting, almost. Yeah. They're sad, but uplifting. Right. So their songs aren't, and even John Darnielle, the lead singer, and, like, the guy that writes all the music, has even said, like, my songs aren't, you can be sad listening to them, because they're sad songs, but they're not meant to make you feel more sad. Right. They're meant to, like, they're, what did they describe it? I was just listening to a podcast that he was on. Um, this is not, I only listen to the Mountain Goats. It was, I only listen <laughs> okay. to the Mountain Goats. But um, <laughs> they had um, another guy on that literally described it as, the Mountain Goats are, like, that friend when you're really drunk. They, like, 
take care of you and like get you home and they're not the friend that like hands you a drink and throws you in the car and lets you go die okay i get that so I they're really, like they I like take care that. of you yeah through like listening to it and I think this song something... in particular just it's like obviously me coming from a place where i have had super bad depression problems over the last few years and throughout my entire life mm-hmm. um every time i hear the song like it just makes me super happy and like gives me some like new level of energy to there's keep something going. about like being able to relate to music that just makes you feel like you're not alone and i feel yeah. like they purposely do that yeah they purposely like try to make their music relatable like yes it's sad but it's also relatable, so you're not alone. You know that other people feel this way. Also, like, seeing this song played live is like... You sent me a video of it. It's they one of the most amazing it. moments. No, they normally don't play it. And I when it. I saw them at Talia um, in May mm-hmm. of this year, it was one of the most amazing, like, crowd experiences I've ever had. Their yeah. fan base is some of the coolest people I have ever met. Like, I was there by myself, and these guys came over, and they're like, hey, we see you're alone. Like, let's talk about the mountain goats. I was like, okay, Um, sure, yeah, let's be friends now. I have broken down in public on the the train listening to the song because of this playlist. Yeah. Um, And for me, it's like this year has been really, not even this year, the last, like, year and a half of my life, um, realizing like I was unhappy and I was making myself unhappy and feeling trapped for a little bit and then like making the decision to make myself happy and then yeah. hating that decision because I wasn't happy immediately and then like now getting to a place where like I'm I'm somewhat happy but sometimes unhappy and it comes and goes. This song just fucking kicks me in this goddamn stomach like every time because it's like it's true, like, I'm gonna make it through this year, but also, like, it makes me think, like, if last year was easy and it really wasn't, and this year feels hard as shit, like, what's it gonna be like next year? Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Ugh, man. This song is so hard, um... But the thing that's funny is I consider this one of my happy songs. We haven't even gotten to the sad <laughs> songs yet. These are also happy I, I songs. I also think it's a happy song. Yeah. I, I think it's a, this one kicks me in the feels, but also I think it's a happy song, too. Yeah. It's, like, uplifting in the way that's, like, yeah, it's hard, but I'm going to fucking do it. Because, like, I'm not that person that's going to, to not yeah. make it through it. Right. And, yeah, it sucks, but every day, like, you take it a day at a time. That's how I feel about this song. And, like, coming... For me, like, obviously, like, I've been unhappy with jobs in the past. I've been unhappy with situations in the past. I've been, obviously, unhappy with myself in the past. And, like, some of that's not within my control. But, like, I am going to make it through this year if it kills kills me. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, you know, you know, I agree. And, like, I get why it's happy and I get why it's sad. It's one of those, like. Gray area ones where it really depends on your, like, frame of mind at that yeah. point. Um, okay. You're already getting Oh, it. I tear it up when you start talking about home, so. <laughs> what the fuck do you want from me? I'm a crier. <laughs> Alright, let's move on to... Fuck. Sad songs. Fuck. Um, I actually don't think we have... We have one. Yeah, we have one. one. Um, so I'm gonna start with Simple Song by The Shins. Um, I started listening to the song really heavily in January. So around that time where things got really rough and it's the line, I know that things can really get rough if you go it alone. Ooh, that just got, gave me chills right there. Um, that song hits me so fucking hard because that line specifically, like after I pulled the trigger on the breakup, every single one of our friends was there for, for me. Like, people that I wasn't that, I, like, I wasn't that close to were like, come over, let's talk. If you don't want to talk, fuck it, let's get drunk. And it meant so much to me, because it's like, I didn't have to go it alone. Like, I obviously have you, and, like, it's, it's so true. Like, things can get rough when you go it alone, but it's so much easier to have people there. And, well, you and I have talked about this a lot, but, like, 
I get at this point, like the reason I'm so, like I'm happy with my relationship status at this point in my life is I get everything I need out of like my friend group and my friends. Like I don't need that other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that song really hits me. Um, and then there's another lyric that I'm going to look up real quick because I'm blanking on it, but it's, so the other line is, you sure must be strong when you feel like an ocean being warmed by the sun. And I don't know what it is about that, but it hits hard because, like, my favorite things to do are just, like, lay and go to sleep in the sun. <laughs> like a little kitty. <laughs> All right. But also, like, it's true. Like, there's a feeling of just, like, pure happiness, like, laying in the sun and just, like, uh, just, like, a blissful moment. And that flying hits really hard, too, for some reason. Um, but, yeah, no, this makes me cry. <laughs> so, my next one... It make it's. I feel like it's meant to be a breakup song, and I ha, I didn't listen to this band when I was. I didn't know who this band was during my last breakup, which was obviously a very long time ago. Um, but it makes me. This is another like happy sad one, but the same time it makes me super sad. Um, see I. I mean, name the song and then I'm going to give you my opinion. Okay. Um, so this is The House That Heaven Built by Japan Droids. So I don't think it's a breakup song. It could be a song about a breakup, but I don't think it's like a breakup song. I actually think it's a song about finding your home. Yeah, I get that too, but it makes me super sad when I listen to it. It makes me it. super sad too. Um, but I think it's a, like a song about like finding your home and finding the person that makes you feel home. Yeah, no, because it's like, well, the entire, but also there's, I get, I get it, because the line, yeah. um, in a lifeless life with no address to give, but you're not mine to die for anymore, so I must live. Mm-hmm. That one gives the indication that it's a breakup song, but everything else doesn't really, because it's like, when they love you and they will, tell them all they'll love in my shadow, and if they try to slow you down, tell them all to go to hell. Oh, I'm already getting like the chills. It's just like you reading the lyrics. Um, but the, I, it's so it's definitely about finding a person that it, it makes you feel like you're at home because it's like I have not a house built of living light where everything evil disappears and dies. And then the next verse goes, I settled in slowly into this house that you call home. To blood and breath, fear, flesh, and bone. And then the next one is when he, like, I think it's just about a relationship in general. So, like, the beginning of it is, like, when you find the person, then it's great. And then you kind of start to settle, and they become a part of you. And then the end is, like, you're not together anymore. Yeah, um, this song, it just makes me super sad. This song makes me super sad, Even when I saw Japan Droids last summer, like, I started crying when they played this song. Because this song makes me... It's another, like, happy sad one, yeah. but I put it under sad because literally I will listen to it and, like, immediately be super sad and start crying. This one makes me Not, sad. Not, like, happy crying, like, sad crying. This one makes me sad because if you've ever been called someone's home and then, like, they go away or, like, you make them go away or you leave, like, knowing that you took that from someone or, like, they, like, don't feel that way anymore is what's the hard part. So, like... yeah. For reasons having talked about already, like, that's what it does to me, and so, like, for me, it's, like, obviously, like, you and our friend group and, like, my life right now is my home, Mm -hmm. um, and that's why it doesn't make me sad, but I 100%, it did make me sad for a long time. Yeah. And it's, I think it's more for me, it's the I don't know that I've said this on air before but like it's more like for me it's almost like man like I feel this in my relationship so hard where if things were to fall apart like and I know you're gonna start crying as I'm saying this but like it's you know me specifically and like for me this is like a lot yeah and I I do but you also know me a year ago. I know. Me eight months ago, and I felt that way. I know. Um, the line, but you're not mine to die for anymore, 
So I Must Live. That's like an encouraging, like... That's the one that hits me so fucking hard. That's another one that, like, ties back to the mountain goats. Yeah. <laughs> Where you gotta make it through this year if it kills you. Yeah, no, that's the one that hits me really hard. Because it's like... I would die for any one of my friends. Like, honestly, if I care about you, I will fucking throw hands. I will... You want to get these hands? Um, I, I will do anything for anyone I truly care about. And for me, and like, you know this about me, is like, if anybody ever chooses to not be my life, it always hits so fucking hard. Because I love so hard. So the fact that, like, that line says, you're not mine to die for anymore, so I must live. It's just like, like, wrenches at my heart because I would, I hate the fact that people choose to not be in your life sometimes. Yeah. And... I mean, granted, like, obviously we do, too. Like, I've done it for, yeah. Um, but that's the line that really hits so hard. My next one, um, as I know, well, I know that you feel this because this is your song that you put on there. I literally put this in the fucking playlist. Um, it's Sometime Around Midnight by the Air- Airborne Toxic event. Um... This song made me, like, cry as, like, a 16-year-old. So, this is one out. of those songs that's kind of funny because you put it on there. Yeah, and I it listened hits to me it. In the feels. And it hit me so hard that I picked it. Um, so there's something about the song that's just so fucking sad. Uh, it's obvious. It's about. It's a guy. It's about a couple that's broken up and they've been broken up and they see each other in like the wild. Mm-hmm. Not the actual wild, but like out in the wild I, and like out. I, mean, I got out. it, but I'm just laughing. And it's about, like, how he phrase. is fucking, like, reeling from seeing her. Um, and there's a line that I wrote down that I don't want to, it's too long. So it's, um, I mean, honestly, just look it up, because it's so much, but it's, like, there's a change in your emotions and all these memories come rushing like feral waves to your mind. Um, and then the next part is, and you feel hopeless and homeless and lost in the haze of the wine, which obviously we don't drink wine, but regardless, the entire premise is the guy's drunk at the bar. The guy's drunk at the bar. He sees her. She's hasn't seen her in a long time. She's perfect. Still. Um, she makes sure that he like, he knows that she's there. She leaves with somebody. It fucking hits him and it sucks. Yeah. And he's already drunk, so he, like, is just stumbling around. And it's the line, the last line that says, you just have to see her, you know that she'll break you in two. The line that gets me in this song is, um, she makes sure you saw her, she looks right at you and bolts. As she walks out the door, your blood boiling, your stomach Stomach and roasts. And when your friends say, what is it, you look like you've seen a ghost. That line? That's the line that hit me as a... Teenager, even though I had never been in a relationship <laughs> before, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" So this has never happened to me. Like, I've never experienced it's never this happened situation. To me but like, honestly, it's the way he sings it. It's the entire it's like so comp- emotional. It's the composition of it. So it's like there's not. It's not heavy. It's not fast. It's extremely slow. There's no chorus. So there's no familiarity in it. It's like a story yeah. being told to you through music, and it's the way that the song is composed is. I truly believe men to just like tug at your heartstrings. So this song came out in 2009 for point of reference. Oof. I would have been a sophomore in high school. I was a junior in high school. Yeah. So that's how young I was. Yeah. I had never had a boyfriend at this point. And like this song made me break down and sob. Yeah. I mean, so part of it is also the fact that there are strings in the song. Oh, yeah. So, it's, when I say it's composed, I mean, it is composed with, like, orchestral music. Yeah. Um, it is so emotional, and it's so, like, heavy-hitting emotionally, because it's composed with orchestral music, and it's very slow, it's done in, like, a minor key. Um, I have no actual tie, like, memory tie to this. It just, every time I listen to it, makes me almost cry. Or it yeah. doesn't make me cry, because it's so mo. And you can hear it in his voice, you can hear it in, like, the music, and it's, it's insane. Yeah, um, I feel really bad, because one of the songs you wrote down is one that I really wanted to talk about. Do it. I'll pick another one. Okay. Um. I have a bunch on here. Okay. Because I really wanted to talk about this, and I felt really guilty when I saw it. No, no, pick. I mean, it's fine. Okay, um. 
So, this song, I don't think is... I mean, it's pretty sad. Um, it's... I don't think it's meant to be as sad lyrically as it makes us both feel. Uh-huh. But I think this is another one where the composition just, like, pulls you down and, like, strips you naked that you just feel so emotional listening to it. Um... The song's called The Riptide by Beirut. And Beirut's really interesting because they're almost like a more like world music kind of sound. Yeah. Like they have a little bit of like a Mediterranean sound because they're very heavily based in horns rather than like guitars. Mm-hmm. Like they, there's a lot of ukulele. There's a lot of horns. Like this is one of those... Um, Songs where it's emotional and hard-hitting because of the actual composition of it and yeah. not necessarily because of lyrics. I don't necessarily have a memory tied to why this song makes me feel so emotionally sad, but I think it's a lot of the lyrics are about um, feeling alone and then finding the riptide. The lyrics are literally, I'm going to read them because they're very short mm-hmm. and they repeat. And this is the house where I... I feel alone, feel alone now. And this is the house where I could be unknown, be alone now. And the chorus is just, soon the waves and I found the rolling tide. Soon the waves and I found the riptide. And then the whole thing repeats. Yes. So the thing is, like, it's not sad by any means. Like, there's no reason for the lyrics. The lyrics are not sad. Like, a little bit sad, but, like, not really. For me, feeling alone. It's the way he sings it, and, like, it just, it's so slow and so, like, raw emotionally that, like, you feel like he's opening up to you. The music is, like you mentioned, like, a lot of horns, very, like, worldly feeling. Yeah. That all of it is just very prone to, like, feeling extremely raw. Yeah. And feeling, like... The song You're just like feels very raw. Yeah. yeah, and that's what it is. It's like it feels like somebody's opening up to you. Yeah, and that's the like that's what it. Like, I don't know. Like the core, like the is it the verse that's in the waves and is that the that's chorus? the chorus. The chorus is like the chorus is what pulls me in. Yeah, like soon the waves and I found the riptide. Um, that is what hits me really hard. There's no, it's not sad, but it's the way he sings it where, like... Yeah. It's, it sounds sad for some reason. It, it's just the stripped down raw feeling of it all. Yeah. That it makes you feel raw and exposed yep. and, like, open and ready to find that riptide. Mm-hmm. But I will also say... Most of Beirut's music kind of does this to you. Yeah. And I think Zach, the lead singer, does a really good job with this in his composition work, where everything that I've seen of his just like makes you feel stripped apart. So, like, when I got to finally see them in February, um, the entire concert, I was on the verge of tears. All of their music is this, like, stripped down, even if the songs aren't necessarily right. emotional, but, like, hearing them, I think it's the minor key thing a little bit, too. Oh, it's absolutely the minor key, minor key. Minor key songs are, oof, fucking hard. But it, I don't know, it just feels so, like, raw and stripped apart, and, ugh, I love it. I want to cry. I want to listen to it and cry, even though it's not sad. I feel like it's a hard one to explain because I don't have a sad. You have to listen to the song to understand it. And I think that's like one of the ones that like, if you're listening to this episode, listen to the playlist and like, just if you listen to nothing else, listen to the playlist or find the song online on YouTube or whatever and you will understand why because there is not like a good explanation for why it's so sad. It just really is. So, um, I'm going to do one more because you have a few more and I just want to get one in. Oh, that's fine. Um, I'm going to do I Want to Get Better by Bleachers. Oh, this song is so good. It's sad and happy at the same time. I mean, that's me and the Riptide. Yeah, like, I I love, I love Bleachers. If you know me, you know, like, I love Bleachers. I love me some Bleachers. Wait, I'm sorry. Do, do, Do you love Bleachers? Lindsay's flipping me off right now with both fingers. I love bleachers. 
So this song, one has an incredible video, but also has a line, um, I didn't know I was lo- broken until I, I didn't know I was lonely until I, I saw, saw your face. face. I didn't know I was broken until I wanted to change. Um, which I think is like very, very telling because it's how I feel a lot of the times. Um, but also like the song is just, it's very introspective into Jack's like emotional state during the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me happy and sad. Like depending on how I'm feeling at the moment, it will make me cry. Yeah. Or it'll make me really happy because I have like such good memories around the song. I feel like a lot of what we talked about tonight is either like extremely happy or it's one of those or it's in the middle. No, it's not even in the middle. It's a lot of both. Yeah. A lot of these songs. Well, some of these songs I have nothing but good memories for and some of these songs I have nothing but bad memories for, but like honestly, 75% of these songs, it's in the middle and it's both. both. Yeah. And it depends on. The moment, moment, it depends on the situation, it depends on my emotional state, or your emotional state, uh, which I think is incredibly interesting. So, my last one um, is actually extremely emotional for me. Um, So, this was one of my, another one of my favorite bands um, that I was really into towards the end of college and after I graduated college. Um, So this is the band Frightened Rabbit. Um, And I've, I mean, you know a lot about how much, like, this band was super emotional for me. And I really want to talk about the song Death Dream. So as I think most music people know, um, the lead singer of this band, Scott Hutchinson, committed suicide about a year and a half ago, two years ago, somewhere around there. I don't think it was that long ago. We were still recording this episode, like the not this episode. We were still maybe it was a year and a half year ago. A year and a half ago. Um, he obviously like committed suicide. He went missing for several days, and they found his body afterwards. Um, so the name of the album that this song is on also is super emotional because the album is called painting of a panic attack which is a lyric from this song um as someone that's like suffered from super extreme depression i think this song hits me super hard it was may last year it's like a year and a half ago almost this is one of like i mean obviously throughout time a lot of people have committed suicide like i've known people that have committed suicide but like this particular artist doing it, I think, really hit me emotionally. Um, especially because so many of their songs are, like, discussing, like, the pain you go through through living with depression. And, like, this album in particular has a lot of songs about it. And this album came out in 2016. So, obviously, like year and a half, two years before he died. Um, I saw them, I've seen them twice in my lifetime, and one time was on tour for this album. Mm -hmm. And I actually saw him like four months before this happened. Um, The entire premise of this song is about how someone had a dream about dying and told someone about it. And just trying to, like, live with the idea of your having death dreams. And it's, I don't know, it just hits me so hard. The song is so sad. The majority of the song is about seeing someone dying in your dreams and not being sure, like, if it's real or not and, like, how to accept that. And, man, the first time I heard this song, I was going through a pretty, I was one of my, in one of my depressive states. And I was, like, living on my own, and this was before I had moved to Chicago. And, like, I felt very lonely living in Nebraska, even though, like, I had friends and I had the same boyfriend. But, like, I felt very isolated because that was the only time I've 
ever in my entire life lived by myself. Mm -hmm. And like I obviously don't do well in that state, as I think most people know, that I should never live alone. Um, I don't know, the song came out and it just hit me so hard. Um, and it hit me even harder when Scott died about a year and a half ago-ish. Um, it kind of makes you realize like the fragility of life and the fragility of your own life in comparison to those that you love. Yeah, and then also like the other people are going through shit. Yeah. I know it. Um, let's move. Yeah, let's do something lighter. Let's do some honorable mentions. Okay. I'm sorry I had to like take us down no, to a new level. It's fine. But... I'm just like starting to cry, so I need to stop. <laughs> Because, like, I'm also thinking of that and, like, relating it to the Chris Cornell thing. Yeah. And, like, how I felt about that and how I felt in my life in general, like, even when yeah. I was younger. So, and, like, how I know you felt and that's the part that's really hitting me hard mm-hmm. is, like, yeah. Um, so, honorable mentions for me are, um, the first one is going to be Florida and the Collective. <laughs> That song is just so ridiculous and, like, so upbeat. It reminds me of actually, like, being in Dover, driving to go pick up um, Evo, <laughs> and bring some back so that I can, so have, that can some. have some. Um, also, that song makes me super happy, even though they didn't play it when no. we saw them. They didn't I play think... any songs when we saw them. Um, they played... They were just, like, jamming most of the time. No, there's a specific song they played that I know they did. Um, I'm blanking right now. But regardless, I think of Animal Collective, and I think of that time that we saw them at we're Block wasted. Party. And we're... That was one of the first times we hung out. That was the first time we hung out. Outside of work, yeah. Yeah. Um, another one is... Uh, Everything Now by Arcade Fire. That song makes me so happy. That song just makes me really happy and I could not explain why. The next one is Waiting on the Summer by VHS Collection. Oh, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> by Gordon Ramsay's band. Um, and that's just because we saw them in San Francisco with some of our friends that had moved away. Yeah. Um, and it was just a really good time. It was yeah. a weird night, but such a good time. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about... Midnight City by M83. Midnight City makes me smile because I know how much it means to you, but also like well, the Lion City is my church. Yeah, but also, so between that and one time we were at, I don't think you were there, but we had gone to Second Fridays in Pilsen and then went to Beauty Bar and they were playing this and people were singing the chorus, which is just a bunch of weird sounds. Yeah. And so every time I hear it, I also think of that time at Beauty Bar when I was hammered and singing the chorus to this. Another one is The Less I Know the Better by Tame Impala. (laughs) Only because, and you explained it to me today, but like whenever this comes on, you do like this weird dance to it. And every time I hear it, I can't help but see dancing. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I would like to thank Alex Turner for giving me those (laughs) dance moves. Um, I want to talk about Ralphie by Post Animal. (laughs) <laughs> Ralphie is one of those. Yeah, it's Ralphie one of those. Makes me smile. Um, and then it's because, I mean, Post Animal in general is a band that just makes me smile. Yeah. Like, we I, every time I've seen them has been with you at this point. Didn't you see them at Shaky Knees one time? Because you knew who they were before I knew who they were. I don't. I thought you said you had seen them before. I don't think I'd seen them before. I think. Oh. I, you were telling me about... Um, we were on the drive to Shake Knees and Derek played them. Got it. Okay. I don't think I'd seen them. I don't okay. remember seeing them before. Um, I'm pretty sure my first time was seeing them with you at the album release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I also drop a real quick one? Yeah. Uh, Party Hard. Party Hard. <laughs> Party Basically hard anything by Andrew W.K. Andrew WK. Um, Evil Eye or really anything by Franz Ferdinand makes me smile because like seeing them live two days in a row was fantastic. Oh, so much fun. Um, also, anything by Super Organism. That's not even on this list. It's not on this list. But or Jungle. Super, no, Jungle's I mean, not on here either. No, but like Prawn Song or like... Oh, um... I'm not thinking Prawn Song. What's not thinking of? Everybody Wants to Be Famous? No. Or... Wake Up Orno. 
No, I think I actually... <sighs> Shit. No, it's not nighttime. Superorganism by superorganism off of superorganism. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yep. Can I also drop um, Wide Awake by Parking Yeah, Hearts? you can. So that song makes me so happy because... Um, a lot of our group of friends is really into parquet courts. Yep. And, like, for a long time, we would go to Beauty Bar, and it was indie night, and our Brian, former, former <laughs> Brian, former Brian of the Power Hour and the Century, uh, would always go to the DJ and be like, so, uh, parquet courts? <laughs> so, we're gonna end it on my favorite. Okay. On this is A Punk Three Times. <laughs> okay. Which is actually on the playlist three times in a row. Yeah. So we saw... Was that your first time seeing Vampire It was my first time, yeah. Okay. So I had seen them before this, but this is my first time seeing them with you and Joe. Former Joe. Yep, former Joe. We saw them at Lollapalooza last year. Stephanie and I ended up dipping out early to go see the vaccines. Yep. But we were like pretty close because we were there for St. Vincent. We just stayed. Yep. Um, We got insulted by some youngins. We got insulted by a 12-year-old. It was not 12. Um, but they started off playing a punk and we were just like dancing, vibing, like having a lot of fun. And then they played it Ezra, again. Like, they played again. And then Ezra turns to the band and like after the second time and just goes like w- waves his finger in the air and they played again. Um, they went three times, they went three times. And no then, joke. They played the same song start to finish three times, three in times in a row. And then when we saw them this past this, what? June. June? Yeah. They played it twice in a row when they finally yeah, they were, it. they played it, and they're like, well, we can't just play it once. We're in Chicago. They played it twice, so. Um, so that's on the playlist for three times. And every, like, literally every time I hear it, every time I play this playlist, and I hear it, I just smile, and I'm like, oh, no, it's coming again. <laughs> so I think that pretty much covers the feelies. Um, I'm glad we got to do this. It's yeah, I am, too. This coming. has been fun. Yeah. Um, it was also very emotional. <laughs> it was very emotional. I Definitely teared up, cried multiple times. Um, if you're interested in any of the songs that we have in this playlist, it'll be on our episode playlist as mentioned. Yep. Um, but stay tuned for final thoughts. Check out the playlist. Tell us what you think. Tell us feel. what songs make you feel things. Yeah. If you had a playlist, tell us what would be on it. Cool. Uh, thanks for listening, and stay tuned. Pass the song. So, for final thoughts this week, um, we thought it would be fun to talk about specifically the one band, I think, that gives us the most songs that are in the happy and the sad and the in-between emotions. Yeah, so if you look at, well, we were looking at at least um, our Feelies playlist. I'm not quite sure what's going to end up in our episode playlist. Yeah. Um, There is a recurring theme of this band. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I think you probably got a hit from it from the episode, but uh, it's the vaccines. Yeah. So, um, I mean, maybe we can go quickly into how we found out about the vaccines and like some of our first memories of them. Sure, yeah. Um, So I found the vaccines in 2013, I think. Okay. Um, It was the year I went to Bonnaroo and it was just on a list, like a playlist that my brother-in-law made of bands he liked. That we're going to be playing. playing. Yeah. Um, And they were one of them and I listened to the shit out of What Did You Expect from the Vaccines. That was the only album that was out at the time, Correct, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and they played at like two in the morning and it was amazing. Um, so that was my first experience. Was like it was a band that my brother in law brother in law and I really like bonded over. Um, and they also hit me in the feels back then. Yeah. Um, I think my first time hearing them, um, actually it was pretty I feel like it I feel like I say it's recent, but it's actually several years ago, but it just feels very recent. Right. Um it they came on like Spotify radio for the last Shadow Puppets. Of course they did. <laughs> and um it was right after English Graffiti came out. Okay. But I like obviously loved it, so I went back through everything and then I realized how like hard the album Come of Age just like I felt spoke to me. Yeah. And it hit me in the feels. And then my first time actually getting to see them live was with you mm-hmm. at their Lollapalooza, well, after show, but it was a pre show for the day they played uh, at Chuba's. Yeah, so that was my third time seeing them. Yeah, that was my first time um, seeing them. 
You've seen them five times now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so my first time was obviously Bonnaroo. My second time was at, I think it was Shakini's. Um, I don't, 2016, 2017, I can't remember the year specifically. Okay. Um, and then the third time was with you. Yep. And I was super lucky to have been able to go yeah. your first time. Um, that time with you actually was probably just, so I was into them when I saw them at Bonnaroo and I was into them when I saw them at, um, Shakini's. Um, but I wasn't super, super into them until I saw them with you and that was like a really, really emotional experience. Yeah. Getting to see them with you. Transcending experience. Well, we started to listen to them really heavily a couple months, like really, really, or at least I did, like really heavily. As soon as we were like buying tickets to see them, I think is when we like got into like going in, listening to nonstop vaccines. Yes. Um, and if you remember, like the vaccines was my most listened to band of 2018 and it was like... I forgot about like that. Thirty hours of the vaccines or something. <laughs> I don't know if that number is actually accurate, but it was actually like I feel I like that was. was accurate. No, I think it was. It was an insane amount. Um, but it was a it was a really incredible show and a really like just like emotional feely night. Yeah. Um, and for another reason, like the we'll you'll actually know you've heard it at this point because this is final thoughts. Um, we saw a punk three times in a row. And that was, it was the a like, punk night. The first Lala with you. Um, I don't know. It was just like a, a culmination. It was of one of those like things. moments where like of extreme happiness, where like everything is yeah. going like perfectly, and one of those memories that you like hope to never forget. Yeah, it's like everything around you might be going to shit, but like that weekend, will yeah. never like you never want to forget that weekend. Exactly, and that show was like the epitome of yeah. that feeling. So we saw them again um, sometime in October, October. Yeah, and that was the most recent time we've seen them. Yes. Um, but yeah, nothing will beat that Shuba's show. Yeah, that Shuba's show was everything. Yeah. Man. Um, but the reason we bring up the vaccines and that they're on the playlist is they have some songs that just hit really fucking hard. Um, I mean, Come of Age. That album is like something else for me. Um, oh, man. The song No Hope mm-hmm. has like spoke to me since I was like 22. Yeah, I mean, I... Fuck, I mean, there's so many on here. Not gonna I lie. know. Um, like, Wetsuit is on here that you put oh, on. Oh, Wetsuit All is in white. so big. Big feels. Mm-hmm. All in White is a hard song to listen to sometimes. Yeah. That song didn't really hit me until we saw them in October. Yeah. Um, Take It Easy for Me hits really hard. Um... There's a lot of combat sports I feel like hit really hard. Out on the street? Mm. Out on the street hits me really just... Out on the street hits me really hard just because it's like... I thought of her, I thought of you, I, I thought it through and then I called you. Well, that song also I feel like was one that made you like really sad, but now it's like a funny one for us to look yeah, back no, on. Because <laughs> we like it for different reasons now. We like it now because of his like... Justin's dance Justin's moves. Justin's dance moves are the, um, like, yeah. Um, but that one, like, yeah, that one hit hard. Yeah. Initially, like, emotionally, um, and now it's just, like, a fun one. And then Nightclub mm. is, a good, is another one off of Combat yeah. Scores. Um, Your Love is my favorite band, obviously. Oh, yeah. That one gets me in all sorts of feels mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Um, so just generally speaking, like, the vaccines is, like, it, like, the epitome of the feels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Us. Um, I just wanted to kind of highlight that for the last yeah. bit of this episode. Yeah, so uh, I think that uh, about wraps up Final Thoughts. I think so as well. Um, as always, if you like the podcast, if you like listening to us. Or if you like us in general, because we crave attention. Yes. Um, go on Apple Podcasts or whatever you listen to and rate us if you can. If Please not, rate us. Leave we'll us read a- it. We'll read it if it's good or if it's anything. We, we promise. In general. Just rate um, us. Review us. We'll read it. Comment on any of our photos on Instagram. Just interact with us. We want to talk to you. Yeah. So cool. Um, We'll see you next time. Bye. All right. That was the episode. So we love hearing from you. Um, And if you want to contact us, 
You can do so through our email address. It is drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at Drunk and Uncultured Podcast. Our Instagram is Drunk and Uncultured. And our Twitter is Drunk Uncultured. No ant. And as always, I'm Lindsay, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Lindsay Sold Out. And I'm Stephanie, and you can find me on Untapped, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr as underscore Stephen Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at Shitty Concert Blog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.